What is up, everybody, to the nations worldwide? This is the Travel Couple Podcast, where we introduce you to couple travelers who offer their advice on how you can travel the world together while earning money living that digital nomad lifestyle. We are your hosts, Mike Pletz and Natalie. Tune in every Wednesday as we interview couples living a digital nomad lifestyle, traveling the world while earning an income. Get relationship advice about being on the road with your significant other and listen how others are struggling and thriving in their personal and business lives all while traveling the world. This is your one-stop podcast for travel, relationship, and business goals. We have launched our Travel Couple Book Club where every other week we will be featuring a book that follows our themes of our podcast, which are travel, relationships, and business. Follow along on our website at www.travelcouplepodcast.com and join the list. This month, we are going to be diving into the world of becoming a digital nomad or starting your own online business to help you live that travel lifestyle. If you have any questions on this matter, please go to our website and contact us. We can help you with the digital nomad lifestyle, finding a job, starting your blog or website, or even teaching abroad. In today's episode, we will be talking with Michelle and Kyle. Michelle is a brand consultant that creates experiences for her customers. And Kyle, a streamer on Twitch. You can catch Michelle at michellejamesina.com. That's michellejamesina.com. And Kyle on Twitch at 7th Armstrong. That's the number 7 th a-R-M-S-T-R-O-N-G. They discuss their journey towards Singapore, obtaining clients, and streaming on Twitch. So without wasting any more of your time, here's our interview with Michelle and Kyle. Today we are joined by Michelle and Kyle. They are a married American couple who packed up in a minivan, moved across the country, and have now decided to make travel part of their lifestyle by becoming digital nomads. You can find Michelle online at michellejamesina.com and Kyle on Twitch at 7th Armstrong. That's the number 7th Armstrong. Hello, Michelle and Kyle, and welcome to the show. Hi. <laughs> so let us just get started, jump right in it. How did you two meet? <laughs> this is always a funny story to tell. Um, we've yeah. known each other since second grade. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's been a long time. <laughs> um, we actually grew up about 10 minutes away from each other, and our families still live 10 minutes away from each other. And uh, we've always like known about the other person's existence. Yeah. yeah, but we didn't really start talking until high school. Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah. I think we're... I think we're considered high school sweethearts at this point, even yeah. though we've known each other much longer. Considering so the people we talk to. Then what brought school, you guys yeah. together in high school? Um, uh, <laughs> Facebook, I guess. <laughs> kind of. I had actually just broken up with a previous boyfriend a couple weeks prior. Yeah. And Kyle sent me a message saying, hey, uh, I haven't heard from you in a long time. And I'm thinking, I've never really talked to you, but <laughs> sure. Um, uh, and my situation was I had to actually leave high school. Due to uh, being sick so much that I would have had to skip a year. Gotcha. So I was kind of bedridden at home for a couple of weeks. And I was like, uh, I really should just like make new friends, keep in touch with people, <laughs> yeah. 
So I started like messaging people on Facebook, mm-hmm. like, "Hey, uh, let's do stuff." <laughs> yeah. Um, and we didn't really know each other before that, but we kind of hit it off. We had a lot of the same interests, and uh, eventually, I was like, you know, "Hey, why don't we?" Uh, he hadn't seen, I think, Princess Mononoke was the movie, yeah. so I invited him over to come see that, and uh, had a good time. Um, and then we ended up going out, like, seeing other movies, mm-hmm. um, and. I know Kyle was really confused as to whether or not he wanted to date me. I thought we were already oh, yeah. dating. Gotcha. There was a whole lot of confusion in the beginning. So he ended up um, like bringing me up to this like romantic spot in our hometown and like asking me if I would go out with him. And I feel sad that I, I just burst out laughing and I could not stop for a little while because I'm thinking, I've been dating you for two weeks already. Right. <laughs> uh, and she was my first girlfriend. So I right. was like, uh, it should probably be like formal. <laughs> that's awesome though that's super rom- romantic that's great yeah and we also just got married in the same spot where he asked me out originally funny enough oh yeah. wow it happens, to be, it happens to be the county courthouse with that nice view wow <laughs> well, well so congratulations we, guys yeah when was the wedding date uh, it was on tuesday last week so one week ago 12 12 12 12 that's awesome excellent congratulations guys that's so great to hear Thanks. thank you yeah so you guys are high school sweethearts, and uh, so you get married. Why travel? Why do you guys love traveling in, together in that sense? Uh, well, I've been traveling since high school, really. Like, ever since I um, had to leave high school, I joined a church group that would travel up and down the East Coast, just traveling around, meeting a bunch of different churches, talking yeah. about stuff. So I was like anywhere from Boston down to like Washington, just all the states in between. I was traveling around, and you I was mean like, DC, right? "Yeah, DC, yeah. DC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, not <laughs> not state." <laughs> um, but then I was like, "Yeah, I, I should go west." And then I started traveling west. So I went to California for a bit, and yeah, I've been bitten with the travel bug for long time yeah and then he bit me with the travel bug okay so, so kyle um, introduced michelle to the world of travel yeah yeah <laughs> i had always so my dad actually loves to do road trips like that's his big thing he loves driving in the car and so growing up um we always did different trips um typically to disney world was one that we did every year when i was little so i wasn't really it's not like i hadn't traveled before um but not it was never with the same sense of like adventure that kyle has mm-hmm. like the trips are always a little more formal with us Right. And um, so at one point, actually, uh, Kyle and I broke up kind of in the middle of our relationship, I guess. And um, I ended up deciding I was going to try and do everything Kyle had always wanted me to. Um, <laughs> and one of those was traveling. So I decided to pack up and study in Singapore for a semester. Wow. Yeah. And uh, I came back and now I've been like, we got to go, we got to go, we got to go. <laughs> <laughs> Ever since. Yeah. Yeah. So. Because I haven't made it out of the country yet, so. Oh yeah. wow! Okay, so yeah. you guys are both originally from the East Coast. Uh, where in particular? Maryland. Maryland, and you guys packed up and you went off, and now you guys are where? We're in California at the moment. We're in San Diego. Yeah. Okay. We went from coast to coast. <laughs> Perfect. So that must have been quite the trip. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah that was. It was a lot of fun, and it was also like a pain in the butt. And yeah, next time let's not do it when it's winter. <laughs> we uh, camped across yes. the country in the winter. Gotcha. 
Yeah, I, I'm up here in Canada, and we're uh, just starting into the winter, and it's yeah, it's not fun to drive in. <laughs> well, we actually, we specifically, when we drove across the country, we took a southern route, but um, at the time, we were supposed to go through New Orleans and Louisiana and the south, and uh, the road, Route 10, that goes through there had completely flooded. <laughs> oh, wow. So we had to go a little bit further north, and... Um, we it was a little colder, <laughs> yeah. but it meant that we got to see some really cool places we would not have otherwise even thought to go. Awesome. Yeah, that's true. Perfect. So, jumping into our our first part of the inter, uh, the interview after the intro, we like to warm up our guests just talking a little bit about travel, like we have been. So, where did you guys travel to last together? Where are you oh. right now? As we already know where you are right now, but uh, where are you traveling to next together? Well, we're planning on going back to Singapore, actually. Well, yeah. first time for me, back to... <laughs> yeah? Yeah, so yeah. that's the next place. Since we have uh, the business all set up, ready to go, Yeah. we can just go keep everywhere. going. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's the whole point, I guess. Um, yeah, so <laughs> this is going to be like an, a honeymoon forever sort of thing. Like, people go <laughs> abroad for... Um, you know, a week or two after they get married. In our yeah. case, we're just doing a really, really long version of that nice. um, and working our way. So, yeah. but Singapore is, is next up. Um, and we actually, the last trip I took, I guess Maryland counts because we just got back yeah. from Maryland. And for us, that's like, even though we both grew up there, um, we were constantly on the move, seeing all different types of family. Um, oh, yeah. Right. We yeah. were traveling <laughs> up and down to uh, Pennsylvania. Yeah, because oh, that's wow. where. That's where my family's from originally, and gotcha. Kyle's too. Yeah. So um, it's been kind of a crazy week, but now we're setting up for hopefully the end of January is when we're going to go yeah, that's what set off like. to Singapore, and then from there it's just jumping. I have a lot of, I went to Boston University, so I have a lot of international friends. Okay. And uh, we've been looking at who is where and when they can mm -hmm. help be our tour guides in an area <laughs> to decide yeah. after that. <laughs> yeah, it never hurts to have a local. Yes. Um, yeah, especially when you're looking at somewhere like Beijing. Like, yep. I have a roommate that's from there originally, and she just moved back, so we're like, ooh, can we go sneak in there? Yeah. Don't know if that one's going to happen <laughs> financially, but, like, yeah. I also have, like, a really good friend in Thailand, so we're we're kind of seeing <laughs> where Perfect. we can sneak off to. So, why Singapore? The There's a whole bunch of reasons. Yeah. Um, the, the short answer is it just makes the most sense for us. So, Singapore is known to be a very expensive city, and it is... Unless you know locals, which I do. So, yeah. um, I studied there um, for a semester, and I made a lot of really, really good friends. They're still mm -hmm. some of my best friends to this day. Um, and they, as soon as I mentioned the idea of coming back to Singapore, they got super excited. They're like, oh, my God, we have this office space. You can come work with us. We have a couch. If you, like, don't want to have to rent a place, you can sleep on our couch. Like, oh, I think my, like, cousin's mom is, or my aunt's is, like, needs a, somebody to take the space in her house. Like, you could stay with us. That's incredible. Um, mm -hmm. And we're not looking at staying in Airbnbs. We're looking at doing other short-term rentals that you typically only know about if you if know the, the city. Yeah. So right. uh, yeah. normally we would not be able to afford such an expensive city. And then the flip side of that is um, we <laughs> – sorry to anybody who's from or loves San Diego, but we got – the food here we hate. <laughs> we just like <laughs> – it's amazing, amazing if you want like – Mexican food. Yep. 
and it's Southern American food, but it's really not good if you want anything else. And there's only so many fish tacos I can eat a day. So the food here is pretty expensive, whereas in Singapore, um, I can get a full meal, full like nutrition meal for about two U.S. dollars because wow. they have these hawker yeah. stands. And the culture there is um, the government kind of subsidizes these stands. And there's this big culture around going out to essentially what is outdoor food courts. Yeah. So we know that we'll be saving money on food costs in the long run. Um, which also kind of helps. And then... And you don't have to cook. Save your time, too. Yes, Perfect. and I yeah. have not had time to cook <laughs> since I started my business, which is not helpful. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we also found out if you leave from San Diego, we can both get a one-way ticket to Singapore for $1,000, which is pretty cheap. Good, yeah. Definitely cost me double that when I went by myself from the East Coast. <laughs> um, and then also Kyle said that for the first time going abroad, he'd like to have at least some sort of safety net. And we have that yeah. with Singapore because I know so many people there. That's perfect. Yep. Yeah, that's a great situation that you guys have lined up for yourselves. So going back to traveling, uh, I guess during your road trip from east to west, mm-hmm. what was the most rewarding travel experience during that time together? Rewarding? <laughs> I mean, hmm. there was a whole lot. So we got to... Kyle mentioned this before the interview, but when you travel together you don't really get to escape from the other person at all right um we had done some traveling before we went across the country together like we had gone down to myrtle beach and he was the only person i didn't want to kill by the end of that trip so that was when i knew i should probably marry him um but like i think a lot of it my answer is going to be when when we went to the grand canyon we were really just not in a great mood, either of us that night. Yeah. And it was like, we're seeing this spectacular wonder, natural wonder of the world. And it's, um, we're just pissed at each other and our situation. <laughs> and, we, uh, and, and being able to like work through that, I think that was the most rewarding thing for me. Cause the next day we actually saw the grand Canyon and we weren't planning on going back, but we stopped and went, wait a minute, we gotta, we gotta redo this. Like, mm-hmm. so we went back the next day and we were able to kind of explore a little bit more. We saw a lot of really cool things, had a great time. So being able to, you know, take a moment and be mm-hmm. like, let's hang on, take two, let's try that again. <laughs> that was the most rewarding thing for me. Gotcha. I mean, it's pretty similar for me as well. Because um, the road trip, what it did for us was really help us learn to work together on like a whole nother level. Like we had all our stuff in one car. We had never camped together before. Yeah. Have you ever camped before that? Yes, I have. Okay, okay. So, um, <laughs> So yeah, it's like, alright, it's getting late, the sun's going down, um, we just got here, we need to make this tent, we need to pull out the little stove and make some food. Yeah. We need, it's like, alright, so here's our laundry list, uh, what do you want to do? Okay, I'll do these things. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, I don't know, I feel like we just made it work mm-hmm. every time. Awesome. Yeah, learning to work together and yeah, for learning sure. to divide and conquer. <laughs> yeah. So then coming to this last question uh, of this part, what was your most awkward, embarrassing, or hilarious travel experience together? Hmm. So I have one. I'm not really, I don't think either of us are actually prone to particularly awkward or embarrassing travel moments, actually. Yeah. Um, we're pretty good on our feet, which helps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, when I was in Seoul, South Korea, by myself, um, it was on a trip after I studied in Singapore, I went, um, to Bangkok, Thailand. And then I also stopped in Seoul, South Korea on my way back home, I spent three days there. And I was 
so, so sick. I had a really, really bad cold, and I was completely congested. So there's two parts that made this particularly awkward in general. Um, One, I kept coming home really early to go to sleep. So my, uh, I was staying in a bed and breakfast in a traditional hanok, traditional house they have over there. Yeah. And the, my host uh, thought that I was, I hated the city because I kept coming home early. <laughs> and they have, they have this like uh, culture of staying out really late over there, which I knew about. We we actually grew up in a town with a huge Korean population. Mm-hmm. So yeah. In my case, it was like, oh, this is kind of like a more extreme version of home. But um, I kept coming home and she was like, she pulled me aside one morning. She was like, are you okay? Like, are you not enjoying anything? Is there anything I can help you with? And I'm like, no, I'm actually just really sick. So I keep going home, <laughs> going home to bed early. And then um, on the plane ride to Korea, um, because I was I was sick when I got there, I, I thought I was going to die because I had never flown with congested sinuses before. Oh, and yeah. Anybody who's ever done that or made that mistake, your ears hurt like hell. I thought my head was going to explode or something like right. that. And yeah. I'm like, I'm going to lose my hearing. I'm going to land and not like be able to, you know, go through life. Yep. I'm you know, not going to be able to call Kyle and explain this. Like the kind of things were mm-hmm. going through my head. And then I got down and eventually my ears kind of got back to normal. And I looked it up online. I was like, oh, no, I just need to take a G congestion and bring a whole lot of tissues. So. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's never there. fun flying when you're congested. It's uh... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, one uh, pretty painful too. <laughs> yeah, yes, it is. <laughs> so, uh, continuing on to the, our next part about relationships and traveling, um, how do you two feel? And I, I think we touched on this a bit before, but how do you two feel traveling has affected your relationship? For the better. <laughs> For the better. Perfect. Yeah, <laughs> definitely made us stronger. Um, yeah. We kind of because like travel is actually pretty central to our relationship now i'd say Mm -hmm. like we we use that to always improve our relationship it forces us to think in new ways we're always experiencing things together so i'm not spending like when i was alone in singapore and um korea i was the whole time i was basically saying i wish kyle were here i wish (laughs) i could show him this and this and this sort of thing so um and it just gets us out of the house too because even like when we live here right now just about every day we go on a walk together because we just want to go do something. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then <laughs> when planning a trip, who takes care of what? Do you guys split up tasks? Uh, who does the driving? Who does the navigation? Who does the planning where to go in each step? <laughs> it's kind of a little bit of everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're both pretty equally we we tend to divide things up first based on who is better at what um, or who would prefer to do what. But yeah. the problem with us and travel stuff specifically is we're both pretty good at all of the all the steps for traveling. <laughs> gotcha. Um, there's certain things that we definitely save to make sure that we both do together. So things like buying plane tickets. Yeah. Um, that kind of thing makes sense. Um, and then there's other times when I'll be like, you know, I don't really care where we stay. You go book a place sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say the only thing that we actually divide up 100% of the time is if we are going somewhere when we know we need to parallel park, I drive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but otherwise, like, Kyle does more nighttime driving because he just prefers to drive then. Um, yep. mm-hmm. So when we were going across the country, he did more of that. Uh, and uh, it's not really, uh, for us, it's more, I think Kyle mentioned this earlier, but we kind of like look at all the things we need to get done and say, okay, mm-hmm. you take that, you take that. And we'll just, half the time it's like whatever our mood for the day is. Yeah. I mean, one of the biggest things that we've, found is uh making a nice list of everything that 
needs to be done to do what you want. Yeah. And then looking at it and being like, okay, I have time, like this amount of time. I can do this and this. Do you want to do these things? And it's like, okay. Then we'll do those things and then come back to the list. And it's like, okay, what's left? Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And we apply the same rules to our business, too. So um, Mm -hmm. there are certain things that Kyle... Like, he has a role in my business sort of thing, but there's other times when, like, say there's more going on in life. Um, right now, we have to, to get ready for Singapore, we're actually going to be selling our car, because we're not going to take it, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the car is in my name, but I have no time to think about selling this car. So mm-hmm. that's something yep. Kyle's taking care of, and I'm just yep. like, tell me where I need to sign. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, for so. sure. Because I have the time for it. She doesn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, do you guys have any advice for any couple travelers out there? Um, you're going to be together a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, you're not going to have really a chance to go out anywhere. Like if you start having arguments or problems. So one is you just got to work things out. (laughs) You got to get really good at working things out really fast too. Mm -hmm. Well, not, not exactly, but one of the best things to keep in mind is uh don't go to bed angry at each other yes yeah Good advice yeah because <laughs> um it starts a very very vicious cycle of waking up bad which makes the next day bad and then going to bed mad again <laughs> right yeah and i would say that like if you are having that problem in your relationship, my biggest advice, because there, there are times when we just, we're, we're, we're exhausted, we're pissed at each other, and we'll go to bed, and yeah. we're real people. Like, that's just a thing that happens sometimes. Yep. But mm-hmm. we both make the effort in the morning to start the morning with a good morning, and an I love you, and be like, let's, like, start it off on a good foot. So don't, yeah. like, whatever happened last night, just kind of drop it. And if you need to discuss it later, then, you know, be like, hey, let's talk about this. But start the morning, like, yeah. well. Like, start the morning with love for the other person. Excellent advice. So let's transition to our last part of the interview where we talk about business. We talk about uh, couples getting out of their nine to five and becoming more independent uh, location wise and traveling the world together while working. So uh, let's just let you guys take a minute just to talk about what the two of you do. Um, I guess I will start. So sure. we actually do. We we do two different things, so there's going to be probably two answers for everything here. <laughs> um, so I have my own business. Um, I a little bit of background on me. I have a graphic design degree, and I went immediately into graphic design. I've worked in everywhere at this point, from like tiny little startups to I've done work for Google, so all different types, like in studio agencies, in house. Like I tried everything first, <laughs> just gotcha. to kind of get to know things. Um, And then I started my business specifically doing branding because I knew that it was going to be a really easy way to be able to take a business entirely online, which is what we wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And um, there were a lot of reasons. Like I always, I I enjoy it um, and it's very rewarding and I love creating experiences for people. So branding is a great way to do that. Um, But at the same time, I'm now finding myself kind of transitioning into like business strategy somehow. (laughs) And it's because when I'm, I work with clients, I'll do their branding and they'll either, you know, want to keep me on for more insightful strategy stuff. Um, or I actually, um, 
I have this really bad habit of like people will jump in a call with me to talk about branding and I look at their stuff. I'm like, you don't need branding. You need X, Y, Z. So when you're telling, <laughs> when you're telling your potential clients they don't need your services, you probably should be able to at least offer the other services if you can do them, which I can. <laughs> right. Yep. Um, so that's where my business is headed right now. Um, and also having, you know, my own business online has allowed me a lot of freedom to kind of do what I like and what I'm good at. Mm-hmm. Um, so long as I'm able to actually, you know, offer service that other people want, I know I'll be able to make money. Um, and that's been really, it's been freeing for sure. Oh, yeah. Like not having to go into an office. I know there are some people um, out there that really enjoy like having that kind of structure in their lives, but I actually just came from a company where I was already working from home like half the week because they gave us that freedom. So Right. Okay. Not to mention it improved our relationship having you home so yes, much. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Being yeah. together a lot more. Mm-hmm. And then for Kyle. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um Oh man, my background's like weird. <laughs> I went to school for um programming because i wanted to do game design yeah that's that's still the dream but that's not where it is right now Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but i had to leave college to go take care of my family because they were not in a good spot and since then i've worked a lot of management for many businesses now i think like three or four yeah and um after that i went into quality assurance for a company so i got hands-on experience with some top-name brands like Google with their analytics good stuff. Yeah. worked with my company. Yeah. Like, I got wow. hired. <laughs> and then Michelle branched off to her own business, and I was like, well, I have all this programming and quality assurance stuff. I can actually help you get your business, like, system systematically ready. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, kind of like... The social media stuff, the streaming stuff, the website stuff, like all all the back-end things is pretty much what I help her with. Yeah. Um, The other thing I'm starting up is that Twitch page because I've always loved, like, just sitting online, talking to people, having a good time, doesn't matter what you're doing. Yep. I I get that from uh, when I used to travel up and down the East Coast. We would always used to do, like... Um, sit in a room and just like play games and talk talk about life, sit around mm-hmm. the campfire sort of thing. Yep, for sure. <laughs> so I, I I put it nowadays as uh, I work three part time jobs. <laughs> <laughs> I help gotcha. her with her company as like the back end programmer, and uh, I do Twitch live streaming for speedrunning, and I am also a housewife. I do all the cleaning, <laughs> yeah, perfect. All the shopping, all yep. the laundry. So <laughs> awesome. So then, when did you guys know that you were ready to become digital nomads? Uh, I mean, it's something that I've always kind of wanted to do because I wanted to travel, but still like have income because I didn't want to like come back to a job after leaving for like a week or two. Yep. Being like, yeah, hey guys, uh, I'm back. Can I still work? <laughs> <laughs> um, my case, I like he always knew that he wanted to do this. In my case, um, I kind of fell into it by accident, um, mm-hmm. and it's a pretty good accident so far. So, <laughs> gotcha. I uh, I was working full time for a company that does um, like online learning experiences. So if you guys have ever done something like compliance training. 
in the past or like uh, had a job where they need to teach you something and you go through these long courses or like sit through that mm-hmm. like video from the 80s about like, you know, <laughs> sexual harassment. Um, the company I worked for took those and um, made them online interactive courses that were much more engaging and you actually like remember the stuff afterwards. So with them, everybody that worked at that company had some sort of amazing background. Like they were basically one of the, one of the guys in charge of hiring told me when he hired me that he wanted to kind of create a company where he could just hire artists and like give them a great salary salary to do what they're good at. And so being in that kind of environment um, really kind of showed me a lot of other options that are out there and they allowed their employees the freedom, as I mentioned before, to work from home. So I actually only live uh, about a 20 minute, well, I'd say it's closer to like a half an hour walk away from their office space. Yep. But some days, like if like we got that one day a year when it rains in San Diego, I would be like, I'm going to work from home. Or if like my coworkers were all working from home, mm-hmm. sometimes I'd be like, well, the office is going to be lonely, so I'll stay here. Yeah. <laughs> so that kind of gave me the freedom to figure out how to work entirely online. So I already mm-hmm. had that background. Perfect. And then um, in June, I... When I was at that company, um, there was a lot of internal stuff that was going on that was kind of starting to affect my work. Mm-hmm. And I really wanted um, to get some sort of raise or promotion. I actually entered the company in a role much lower than my skill set. Um, and I did that on purpose. And I was expecting to be moved up very quickly. And I wasn't. Yep. And it just hit a point where it, it just stopped making sense mm-hmm. for me. Um, and one of my supervisors was like, do you want to just work as a contractor? We can give you a raise if you do that because we pay the contractors more since they need to pay their own own expenses. And I was like, yeah, I'll do that. And then within the week I was switched to a contract role and, you know, it was kind of like a whirlwind. I wasn't really expecting it, but like as soon as they asked the question, I I couldn't say no. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's how I, I fell into it by accident. And then I just started being like, if I could, if, I can do this contract work, which I am still doing um, from time to time, but I'm doing less and less of it just because my own business has taken off. Yep. So it's been so nice. that's, Yeah, that's a great transition to starting your own business, getting that contract work. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for any of our listeners wanting to start their own business, whether it be consulting or marketing or something online, uh, can you give them a piece of advice on how to obtain those clients? How to uh, to make the shift from their nine to five in towards becoming a digital nomad? Talk to people. That is my biggest thing. Um, I get all of my clients right now through Facebook. Yep. And half of the time, what happens is I will have said something out there somewhere on the internet of Facebook. And somebody adds me as a friend and I always send them this message of like, you know, oh, so nice to meet you. Uh, what made you want to add me? And then they'll respond with like, actually, I kind of want to do brand. And then I start talking to them and we get into a mm-hmm. conversation around like whatever they want. Um, and that's how I've gotten all of my clients to date, actually. Um, and I'm at the stage I work entirely one on one with my clients. Every one of them is in a different situation. I don't have a lot of people will set up like funnels for things. I don't have that yet. Yeah. I still don't know if I will, actually. Because I just kind of craft things one-on-one and I, my prices are a little higher um, because you get that full like crafted for you experience. So I don't need to go out there chasing down a million clients, which is really mm-hmm. like it, it's much more relaxing for me, honestly, for to be sure. able to do that. Yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. and my other big tip 
I think, and this is something that I'm still struggling with a little bit as well, but is to talk about what you do online. And you you think that that's a no-brainer, but a lot of people will jump directly from anywhere you're posting in a Facebook group to your uh, profile page. And right now on my profile page, I don't really speak a lot about my business. Yeah. And I was doing that because it's like, I don't want my friends and family like to, you know, be inundated mm-hmm. with all this stuff. And then when we just saw a bunch of our family, all of them were asking us what we do and they had no idea. And they were like, oh, my God, I want to hear more about this. And yeah. I, I realized that, like, I really should be talking more about what I do. Not like a hard sell or anything, but just saying, like, you know, this, yeah, is, this, what is, what this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm up to. Yeah, exactly. For sure. One more so, thing for me. Um, one big thing is, especially since you're going to be looking for people over the Internet, is the limitless value of honesty. Like, just being personable with people. Like, saying, this is where I am, these are my struggles, this is what I'm doing, is just invaluable on the internet these days, because it's the internet. You have to take everything with a grain of salt. You don't know what's true. (laughs) So when people talk to you, and they're like, wow, this person really is how they have been talking, or has been doing what they've been saying they've been doing is like just amazing because those people will be by your side for a lifetime. Yeah. Being transparent on the internet is, Mm -hmm. is it's, it's where you need to be these days. It's, uh, it's completely invaluable to your audience and to yourself as a person. Uh, yeah, yeah, guys, that was awesome advice. Uh, just switching over now, uh, Kyle, you're a Twitch streamer. For any yeah. of our listeners out there, can you explain to them what that is? Um, pretty much, it's you can do a lot of things with Twitch now. Uh, it can be anything from sitting down, playing a game, and having just random people come into a chat room, ask you questions, or just kind of even some can play along now. Yeah. Let, let's 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 back up. So. Okay. okay. <laughs> Twitch um, is an online gaming streaming platform originally. It has oh, since expanded. Oh, yeah, that's fair. I should explain okay. that. <laughs> gotcha. Um, so I don't know if you you know, Facebook has their live streaming uh, program. YouTube has a live streaming program. All of those are actually heavily, heavily inspired by Twitch, um, which is one okay. of the original major services for that. Yeah. It started out very specific to the gaming world. It's still very mm-hmm. catering to the gaming world. Um, and there's a lot of people on YouTube who will put out, like, videos of themselves playing games um and you know they have tons of followers where most of them also have twitch which is a live stream version of that so you can have your fans interact they can help you make decisions in a game um they can also like in kyle's case he spends a lot of time breaking games (laughs) so uh Uh (laughs) he'll have people like watching him for like hours trying to walk through a wall and when he does it like you know there's such a they've been along for the ride sort of thing so everybody's celebrating it's very very gotcha yeah yeah yeah, and what I was trying to say was, it's not just gaming anymore, which is what they started as. It can be as simple as live streaming, like, hey, I'm going to go try out this new restaurant, and people are like, whoa, that food looks cool, I want to try that, where are you, and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a lot of stuff is moving into, um, they call it IRL for in real life, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's been super interesting and something I want to get into as well. Where it's just like you take people through your experience by putting a camera on you and saying, all right, I'm going to go visit San Diego today, or I'm going to go visit Japan today. 
come mm-hmm. on this journey with me. Yeah, and then Twitch, um, like YouTube, has a monetization system that they pay their creators with. Um, so if you get like a certain number of subscribers or followers to your yep. platform, you get paid a yep. certain amount. Um, and does that, uh, does that include make- uh, ads being showed on that account then? Yeah. Or how- okay. So during the video or during the live stream? Um, there's a couple ways to do it. Uh, first, when people click on the video to watch it initially, there is yep. one ad usually. Okay. Um, and as a creator, you can set up times during the live stream for other ads to gotcha. help with revenue. Okay. But um, most of it is from the initial view of clicking on your page and being yeah. like, oh, hey, I'm joining, and then yeah. the ad will pop. But then that's not really the way most people make money um, on Twitch. Yeah, a lot of it is um, subscribers, and because it costs um, $5 to subscribe to a channel, and what oh, okay. that does is allow for a lot of personal interactions. So you'll get like specific emojis from this person that you just subscribed to that you can use anywhere on the platform, but it's because you subscribe to that person that you can use them. Gotcha. And just it allows you to like move up in another level because like there's so much integration into Twitch that you can mm-hmm. do like community things like community Discord, which is something like Skype. Yep. where you can set up different chat rooms for people based on your subscribers and you can do you can just do a lot of stuff with it. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. open platform. Hmm. So then what would you need to get started in Twitch? Oh, just <laughs> a, a microphone, microphone and something to talk about. <laughs> Perfect. There's, there's I mean, there's talk shows on Twitch now. It's, you can do okay. games, you can do real life stuff. I mean, I've sat and watched people just like write programs for their work because I thought it was interesting. <laughs> oh, okay. So yeah, it's really so grown it's into something super. bigger than than just gaming. Yeah, it's yeah, way bigger now than it yeah. used to be. And I would say um most people that are moving into Twitch should take the time to learn a video software like uh, OBS, which is oh, an yeah, open OBS. broadcasting system, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um it's a free program, a lot of people use it and it'll give you the ability to actually capture your screen and Use different microphones. And um, webcams and all that good stuff. Yeah, so you could set up like something that really looks good for your audience. That's worth the investment. But otherwise, I think it's just about jumping in and getting started. Um, Perfect. Yeah, so that's not even an investment. OBS is free. It's free, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you buy an investment. <laughs> oh, um, gotcha. But, uh, and then hmm? how can you grow your audience? What is one piece of advice you can give to our listeners about how to grow their audience on Twitch? On Twitch specifically um, is... Choosing the right category. So, like, if you're playing the guitar and you're either learning or really good at it and taking requests, you want to make sure you choose, like, either if you're, like, if you had the webcam on for yourself, then you might want to consider IRL, but with categories of music and instruments and stuff like that, because that will allow people that are searching for those sort of things to find you. Okay. It sounds like it should be pretty obvious, but you would be amazed at the number of people that don't bother. Yeah. Um, and uh, Twitch kind of runs, if somebody's just browsing for something to watch, they, ha- they have to pick a category to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, 
if you make sure everything that you have is in the right categories, you'll end up with kind of organic viewers um, that you wouldn't otherwise get. If you forget, like, it's such a simple step, but it's mm. important. <laughs> gotcha. And Twitch so, is set up really well for uh, the viewers to browse people. It's like if they're looking for something specific, yep. it will show who has the most viewers, and then it'll work down to the mm. bottom. And a okay. lot of people just scroll through and see what they can find. Gotcha. Okay. Interesting. Because yeah, it's not about like who has the most. It's about what people are up to. Awesome. So, uh, wrapping this up here, what is some advice you could give to a couple wanting to make travel a part of their lifestyle and possibly become a digital nomad? Stop making excuses. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it sounds... This this is because I'm I I definitely saw a bunch of this today, um, so I'm in a bunch of groups for people that want to do this, yeah. And people will be like, I could never do this. I don't know how, like sort of thing. And most of the time, they're just kind of throwing up all these walls in front of the path to getting to where they want to be. And it sounds really harsh, but the majority of those can be either overcome, they don't exist in the first place in the way that they think they do, or there's different ways to work around them. So if you are dealing with something like a severe illness where you can't travel or something like that, that's a different story. But for the people that are like, you know, I could never like leave my nine to five. I could never do this. I could never do that. There is a way there. Admit to yourself that there is a way there and then mm -hmm. figure out if that's actually a path that you want to take. Because a lot of times it's not that there's a roadblock. It's just, you don't want to take the time or the effort to figure it out sort of thing. I'm, I know I'm incredibly lucky in that I was able to do this transition really smoothly. Um, I've been, incredibly lucky in terms of like the different people I've met along the way and it definitely isn't so easy for people but at the same time when I am you know talking about what I do and people are like oh I could never do that because I definitely need the income from my nine to five or I have a kid or something like that I'm like I can introduce you to like 10 people that have gotten through <laughs> the exact obstacle that you're talking about right now mm -hmm. it's an excuse and that's you know, it's harsh and it's tough love and that's kind of what I built my business on anyhow. So, <laughs> Excellent advice. Yeah. Well, there you have it. Michelle and Kyle sharing their travel stories with you today on the To The Nations Worldwide Travel Couple Podcast. I want to say a special thank you to our guests. And guys, this is uh, the end. If you have anything you want to tell our listeners where they can uh, check you out in the future and the best way to reach out to you, here's your chance. Uh, in my case, best way to reach out to me is on Facebook. Um, you can either find me on Facebook. I'm totally open to getting messages on my personal profile. So you can look up Michelle Jean Zena. Uh, you'll find my business page there. Um, that's probably the best way to reach me. And then for Kyle, it's probably, what, on Twitch or Twitter? Oh, yeah, probably Twitch or Twitter. And it's the okay. same name, so it's the number 7th and then Armstrong. Thank you to all of our listeners out there to the nations worldwide. We cannot express our appreciation enough for having your ears listening to this podcast. Visit us at travelcouplepodcast.com slash 14 for this episode's show notes. Leave a comment on the page. We'll be sure to get back to you. And if you'd be so kind, please subscribe and leave a review on our podcast. We'll be sure to consistently deliver you valuable information about the world of travel and becoming a digital nomad. This is Mike Fletz and Natalie hoping you have a wonderful adventure to the nations worldwide.